Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. I'm your host, Patrick, and with me are my cohort co-host cousins, the Jack Tripper, Janet Wood, and Chrissy Snow to my Mr. Furley, Justin, Derek, and Tyler. We are recording this podcast on December 21st, 2016. During this festive time of this year, we're all about giving here at the CuzCast, so we have a gift, uh, we have a gift for all the good little boy and girl listeners out there, we are now available on iTunes on the CuzCast. All episodes, so you can listen at any time on iTunes. And also in that giving vein, I'm going to pass the ball, I think, to Derek right now because I can hear him salivating over the other end. Uh, he wants to praise the bow because he is one with the bow and the bow is with him. So, Derek, why don't you say a few <laughs> words about the big news going on with Youngstown State and Bo Pelini? Hey, you know, you guys always give me such a hard time for being such a Bo fan. It's not that I'm a Bo fan, but he's still a part of Nebraska history, and I still root for the guy. And I think it's awesome that he's taking Youngstown State to the national title game. I mean, come on. How cool is that? I mean, it's still Division Two or Division uh, FBS, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but, whatever they're yeah, calling it right now. I mean... At the end of the day, congratulations. Good job, Bo. Uh, you guys have anything to pitch in? Well, it would be one thing, but uh, Bo Pelini didn't necessarily leave Nebraska on the best of terms. I mean, he was he did everything to turn the entire team around. He was so hateful to the fan base, to the administration. I don't know why you would celebrate anything that he did. And let's face it, you know, Bo Pelini, he chokes when there's uh, – trophies on the line so i'm sure there's no doubt in my mind that he will choke against james madison james madison's actually a really good team you know they uh they killed sam houston state sam houston state was averaging over 50 points a game and then they upset north dakota state so that's who i'm going on uh and you know what and this is maybe sounds a little bit childish maybe but another reason why i don't want bo Pelini to succeed because i don't want any more of division to uh, ripple through Husker nation because Bo Pelini finally wins a national championship. He won something and Mike Riley, you know, he got killed by Iowa or whatever, whatever well, storyline uh, that goes. But, yeah, but I, Bo Pelini, I, I think, I think that's going to happen because he's going to the national title game. Regardless, I, the, the fans that want Bo Pelini here are still going to want Bo Pelini here. And this is just a reason for, this is already a reason for them to go, Hey, look, he's playing for a national title, and we fired him, and Mike Riley is doing nothing. Those fans are going to say that. Oh, oh, come on, come on. Uh, we've already had about, what, eight years with Bo Pelini, so we have eight years of evidence I, that he I, hasn't done anything. I'm Get not Riley saying I'm time. saying that. I'm not saying I'm saying that, but the oh, fans that really? want Bo Pelini here, <laughs> the fans well, that he, want he, Bo Pelini he, here are going to say that regardless. I will say well, that those Bo looks better with a cat than Riley. I will say that. Go ahead, Tyler. But Bo Pelini, in my opinion, set our team back. And I don't really wish him best of luck. It, it's not Frank Solage. He's Bill Callahan in me. I, I, <laughs> Bo, Pelini, Bo Pelini is a guy who came in Nebraska, and he achieved virtually nothing. And, and you're right, there, Mike Riley still hasn't proven anything, but he's still our coach, and I support him. And I, I'll never deny that Bo Pelini was a good coach, but he didn't recruit. He didn't like Nebraska. He, he was a horrible CEO and image of the university. Yeah. 
I, I'm glad he's gone, and I hope to God he loses this game so I don't have to hear all the believers <laughs> yes. talking about how he still should be our coach. And yeah. it's you official. Know, I, uh, no one likes uh, Charlie Bo, Pelini Brown, and the Christmas tree. Uh, well, you know, we like to detour to Festivus every once in a while from the Christmas uh, good tidings here at the CuzCast. Uh, and with that in mind, Justin, uh, do you have any grievances to air with uh, current or former Nebraska coaches at the moment. Are you... Do you mean Tim Miles? I might. Well, if so, well, have a seat right here because this guy needs to go. I, I can't believe that we're still paying this guy. You know, this loss by the Nebraska basketball team against Gardner-Webb this week, that was just... That was nuts. You uh, know, Tim Miles, he changes the lineup... If he doesn't know his own team by now in his fifth year and we get beat by Gardner-Webb at home, this guy needs to go. He's getting paid two over $2 million a year through 2020. I might add and, here, though, I might add here, though, that he did beat Southern last night. <laughs> he did. He did. And, you know, I, I almost took a key victory of right there. Woo-hoo! <laughs> hey, it's but something. He has one winning season. You know, and then after that, we haven't we finished no better than third from last outside of that one season that we made the tournament. And right now we're dead last in the Big Ten. Why are we paying this guy two million dollars a year, which is probably in the top third of the uh, of the nation? He's getting paid a lot of money for nothing. And uh, it's. You know, now he's, he was complaining about how small the crowd was at PBA. Well, you know what? You're not putting a product out there that people want to see there, Timmy. And I, I do like Tim Miles. <laughs> I, I don't want to give the, the – I know I said some harsh things there, but I do like Tim Miles. You know, I love his energy. You know, I think the Twitter thing is okay, but uh, I, he's giving I, that up. He, he's yeah, giving uh, it which up. Which I think is a smart move. It is, is smart. Uh, it's, it's a distraction. It's really a he, distraction he, for him. He's just in over his head here at Nebraska. And, here at uh, Nebraska, Justin, he, he led us to the best season we've had since the 90s. What have two, you done for me ago. lately? Do, 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 do. What but, has but, he done but, for but, us but, lately, but, but, Tyler? Well, okay, fair criticism, but Justin, you're talking about getting rid of a coach mid-season. For what? Yeah. Who are you going to get to replace him, period? Let alone well, mid-season. I mean, at least let the guy finish out the year. Maybe he gets some things going. I, but just, let's not get uh, things mistaken here. We're not going to attract a top-quality coach at Nebraska for basketball. That is just let's, not well, going to happen. Let's also, <laughs> not forget, let's also not forget that in 2012, when he did lead us to a tournament, the non-conference schedule, he didn't do very well. It was when we got into conference that he actually started doing really well. So it's possible that maybe he does that again this year. I don't count on it, but it's you possible. He, you think he can pull any upsets? Because he has done it before. He's got, um, you know, he's got Michigan State's number for whatever reason. Yeah, I think it's a culture thing, guys. I think it's a culture thing. We need to ch- we need to what, remove that we've him from stuck in basketball my whole life. We don't really have much of a culture established at Nebraska. I mean, it's primarily a volleyball school at this point. (laughs) Well, that's true. I mean, you guys want to hear some sad terms? This is sad right here. When was our last basketball conference championship? And crickets chirp. Um, 
I know what, you guys know. Uh, Tyler, wasn't it 94 or something like that? 93 or 94. Yeah. When's the last time the football team won a conference championship? Oh, that's 99. slow. Okay, uh, so there's a five-year difference here. So don't be saying that, oh, Nebraska, they, you know, that they, they can't win. Hell, our football team's only won a, a conference championship five years more recent. Well, true, we had, true, but the, Derek, the football wait, teams oh. won like 40-something or 80-something-odd conference championships, and the basketball teams won like two or three all-time. I mean, it's a pretty big difference still. Well, yeah, I, it, I, it went from 1950 to 1994. Okay, there there was forty four years in between it, and we may be waiting another forty four years until we get another conference title in basketball. Well, Tim Miles is fifty years old, so I don't see him coaching here in this nineties. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think he's going to be on the hot seat, or well, if he is well, already, and bes- and it, yeah, his buy his buyout may be too high for us to fire him right now. Anyway, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. We we can afford quite a bit, but we'll 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 see where it goes from here. But uh, speaking of hot seats and. Uh, we're talking Mustafar and Mortar here. I mean, it's pretty hot, but we're moving on uh, to another hot uh, territory, which is our bowl uh, game coming up with uh, Tennessee uh, in the Music City Bowl. Um, fellas, what's the breakdown here? Because uh, I'm trying to look for some bright spots, so help me out here. Uh, Justin, what do you got? Well, you know, the here's the... Here's a little Vegas nuggets. Tennessee's now a four and a half point favorite. The line opened up three over unders at 61. Uh, Tennessee hasn't been playing very good defense at all. The last three games, they're giving up over 600 yards every single game. And that's against Vanderbilt, which was six and six. They gave up 608 yards to Vanderbilt, 740 to Missouri, which by the way was three and eight. And then 635 to Kentucky. We should be able to get some offense against these guys, right? Surely. And the thing about Tennessee is they were media's darling of the SEC East prior to the season. Everybody was talking about Tennessee, how great they were going to be. We saw them against Appalachian State. And we we talked about on this podcast several times early, early on. We were never believers, believers in uh, <laughs> Tennessee. Hey, did you see what I did there? Yeah, that was, yeah, good. That was yeah. clever. Very good. Uh, Derek, um, do you think that with the injuries we have to Tommy Armstrong, Jordan Westerkamp, and God knows what the heck the deal is with Nate Gary at this point, I'm just going to chalk it up to rumor, but do you think that that will play a part, or do you think that Nebraska will finally be able to compensate for all those losses? Well, I, I think it's got to play a part. I mean, even even our second string quarterback in Riker Fife doesn't isn't healthy. I mean, he's still playing a protective guard on his non throwing hand, and he's not taking snaps very much in practice. So yeah, I, I think this point. could be a big factor, especially if if Armstrong doesn't play. Western Camp, you, everybody knows that's going to be a little bit of a factor, but we have enough receivers. I think we could probably play without him. If Nate Gary's out. I, that hurts our defense a lot. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. That, and the secondary uh, almost needs to be intact to handle Tennessee's uh, offense. I think, but uh, the, Tyler, the, the one, yeah, the one positive, I, the, the one positive I think Nebraska has going for him is, I'm not sure how much Butch Jones is going to be able to get these guys up for this game, considering he's probably going to get fired after this game, regardless, win or lose. Does it concern you though that he said, and this could just be coach speak or whatever that? 
he's got his team ready to play. Do you think that that's just hype, or he's just trying to scare Nebraska, or what do you think? I, I think it's all coach talk. Of course you got your team ready. You better have <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what are you there for, right? Uh, Tyler, um, do you have anything to add to this as far as, like, X factors that Nebraska's got that Tennessee doesn't, that will give us victory? Well, it, it's going to be tough to find. I mean, the, the, you know, Justin alluded to the fact that Tennessee's defense has not played well a lot of the year. They're 115th in the country against the run. The problem with Nebraska is we have Tommy Armstrong, who adds a lot of factor, probably won't play. Right. And Riker Fife can't take a snap under center, which is really going to limit our power running game right. when you're going to have to be in a spread offense with a guy who can't run, it'll be really intriguing what Riley does with a matchup. But what I will say is Riley historically has done really well in bowl game. And Derek, you hit the nail on the head. In a bowl game like this, it comes down to emotion and whose team wants to be there. And Tennessee this season has fallen well short of expectations. You could argue that, granted, we're trending downward right now, but we are exceeding our expectations right now. We well, got a lot we to play for. We did have a setback to end the season. That I mean, it gives us a lot of questions going into this bowl game, quite frankly. And but, honestly, but if any of us, okay, go ahead. But if any of us were going to go in the year and say we were going to go nine and three, I I think that was about the ceiling of what I thought this team had. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. We were underdeveloped at defensive line, not great going in the year at offensive line. I I didn't see us being a great team, and I think we have hit the upper of my expectations as far as record goes. Some of the wins were not, losses weren't as pretty, but as far as record goes, I think we hit the upper echelon, and I think the seniors, you know, Banderas came out and said he wants to set the cornerstone. He wants to come back to Nebraska with his head held high, what he left behind, and I really think the seniors are going to come into this game, try to set the tone, and the underclassmen, Gates, and them are going to try to set the tone going into next year of the type of team they want to be. Something do you else guys really buy that? Do you guys really buy that? I mean, do you think Riley can get this team motivated to play? Because we've seen them, you know, Ohio State and again, Iowa. But he's We're done it in bowl games in his career. He has, an ex- he has an extremely good record for bowl games. He has I believe time to prepare, he's, too. He's got a lot more time to prepare I, than he had with those games. I believe he's seven and two all time in bowl games, something along those lines. I mean, he, he, he is, does really but, well in bowl games. And like, like, his, like the top bowl game that he's ever played, though, is like the Alamo Bowl. Oh, that's yeah. so, about what this. It's still a bowl. It's the equivalent. Yeah, right, yeah I so, mean, so something you guys alluded to was the fact that there's been some inconsistency on both ends with both Nebraska and Tennessee. Given that. Do you think the only way Nebraska can win this game is if Tennessee doesn't show up? Well, uh, let's, let's talk about Joshua Dobbs there. Uh, you the know, quarterback? If, yeah, the quarterback. You know, he, he's pretty, he's a really good quarterback. He's a senior. He's leading the team in rushing. So, adding to that, you know, what if he decides to sit out for the NFL and <laughs> he doesn't show up? I think that would bode well for Nebraska. No, uh, I, I think I, 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 I'm not as pessimistic as that. I, I think Nebraska. Hopefully, they come out and they play a little bit. Or they play motivated to win because ten wins, ten wins is something to put your 
hold your hat on. You know, I think you, I think you've made a great point there because that's a ceiling breaker. We haven't had ten wins in a long time, so that would be a ceiling breaker if we won this. Well, we had we had ten wins in twenty twelve. I mean, well, I, well, it, it, we before, the four loss streak. streak is what we're going for. There we go. We're trying yeah. to break that streak. But 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 the thing, Justin, you mentioned Joshua Dobbs, and and you're, he is a really good quarterback. He is probably the best quarterback in the SEC. But that's like being the skinniest person at fat camp. I mean, <laughs> it, it means virtually nothing. Hey, I, I know I mean, all about that. <laughs> oh, I mean, flashbacks, the, the flashbacks. SEC is not known for powerhouse quarterbacks. I mean, they've had good defenses. He's athletic. You know, who knows what's going to happen, how we're going to face it against athletic quarterbacks. But their best offensive player quit halfway through the season is going to be sitting on the sidelines in the next game. You know, the X factor in this game, Patrick, I think the fact that it's played in Tennessee. Yeah. This is virtually a home game for Tennessee. Does that get them up? I mean, bowl games are 100% about who wants it more in these type hey, of games. Check it out, Tyler. And, the and last time they played in Nashville, though, they were getting stomped by Vanderbilt in their season finale. So maybe they, uh, they go into Nashville. They're like, oh, shit. And uh, we got stomped here. Maybe it. Hopefully it happens again. Derek, do you have anything to add to the conversation? Well, I, you know, on, honestly, their offense scares me. I, they, they do have a good, pretty good offense. Their, their pass efficiency is number 21 in the nation. I mean, they have a good pass efficiency. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, most of their stats aren't the greatest offensively, but they, but they can move the ball, and they can get big plays, which we've been a little susceptible to, especially the last – three out of the last five games. Mm-hmm. Uh, our defense is obviously better than theirs, but our offense has proven to be crap. I mean, I, I, I they've done nothing to impress me all year, really. Does it concern you, though, that the defense got gashed pretty significantly, especially with Wisconsin? And <laughs> we don't need to mention Ohio State, but I will anyway. Ohio State just <laughs> gashed us to death. I mean... I, I, I mean, I, well, I, Iowa as well. I mean, Iowa just – Iowa had three 50-yard plays or more all year long, and they had three of them in that, get, that one game. All right, so – They I, doubled I, their 50-yard-plus game, their so, games. So, so I'm, guessing, I'm guessing that we'll probably just key in on Dobbs since he's the guy that makes things go as far as the running game is, as well, correct? So if we stop him, would that pretty much like – Force them to become one-dimensional, and we can send the you know send some pass rushes against him. You think? I mean, honestly, but, uh, I don't know if lockdown use got it, it against this. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping they're I'm, very I'm hoping athletic so. on the outside. They do they do have an offensive lineman that is not eligible to play because of academics. So I'm hoping maybe they have a weak link in their offensive line. Maybe we can get some pressure on him. Well, we may have a strong safety not eligible because of academics. But sure. <laughs> all right, so. Um, does anyone really? Maybe. Yeah. Does anyone really care though? I think that's another question. There have been a lot of like bowl games up to now that I mean, you've got people saying that they, for whatever reason, whether it be academics, whether it be for the draft or what what have you, star players that are sitting out. Do you think that that's going to affect the watchability of these bowl games, or do you think that team pride will 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 uh, you know? We'll supersede that, or what do you guys think? You think the system is changing? We just gotta just go with it. 
Well, you bring that up. I, this is a terrible trend, and this is it started with Jadavian Clowney wanting to pretty much sit out his last season, pretty much because he wanted to go in the draft. And it seems to be a trend that's we're going the wrong direction. I think it's going to really hurt the bowl games in the long run. If the if these players continue to want to sit out because they don't want to get hurt, I guess I can understand it. But you're you have no pride in your school if you're doing that at all. I disagree completely. You know what? Football is a business. These guys are there to play in the NFL. They know what's they know what's at stake. I don't think uh, the NFL is not going to penalize these guys for wanting to sit out on a meaningless bowl game, right? Yeah, well, let's not let's not misunderstand here, Justin. Most of these kids aren't going to be in the NFL. That's I mean, no, I, I, but but we're not we're not talking about you know. Uh, you know, somebody that's not going to play in the NFL sitting out. We're talking about people that are pr- projected to be, you know, first first round, second round guys. That's what we're talking about here. If Christian McCaffrey, if he wants to sit out and his teammates understand, okay, so be it. If uh, who, who is the next one that uh, said that there was Leonard Fournette? Yeah, if he Fournette, wants to sit yeah. out, do it. The one that I kind of shook my head was uh, when Seastrunk from the Baylor running back, when he did it, I'm like, really? Gee, you? I wonder why. Well, I mean, they're not playing for anything, so there, there's no sense to go out there. Baylor's 6-6, six and six, and they're going to go get their asses beat by Boise State. So <laughs> why, why go play it? So I understand it. If you think you can go make millions, don't put yourself on the line. It, it's It's stupid. NFL's not going to penalize you because you sat out in a bowl game. Your body of work already stands as what it is. But you see, don't have to. It's becoming more and more like the NFL, well, and then you have no that, no way to differentiate between the two. I mean, the, the thing. The, the, I guess yeah. the problem I have with it is you're making these, I, I, as you say, meaningless bowl games even more meaningless. I mean, uh, well, I, I think it depends on who you're talking about for meaningless. Like, for if you talk about Boise State, if you talk about Wyoming BYU, the game that's on right now, this is a game that matters. There's a handful of teams that are going to fall into the meaningless category. And it's going to be a team like Stanford and LSU who had expectations of playing for a national championship and fell short. Right. And going into the year, there's probably 15 to 20 teams that are looking at that as their goal. And, and I, I think most teams are competing to get to the bowl game to play in the big situation. and But, Derek, you're right. This is a trend that's not going to go away. I think you're going to see wide receivers running back, these prima donna positions, uh, the me positions. Uh, they're going to sit out. I don't think you're going to see a lot of offensive linemen you know, sit out of the game. So it's going to wow. be the first round. It's going to be the second round, third round draft picks, and it's going to be these prima donna players, which there will be a handful every year that will probably will sit out. But you don't but think will, I don't think and, it will determine maybe. the outcome of the games, though. Um, and obviously, the playoff games, then when the, then the national championship, those aren't going to be affected. But but given that, and given the fact that we have so many bowl games now, which is diluting, I mean, arguably diluting the product. Do you think that they're going to simplify again and go back to a ten bowl or a seven bowl kind of structure, where no, hey, too never. Much it's so, all about the money. It's all about too the much money, money yeah. involved. Yeah. yeah. What I'm waiting on, though, guys, uh, is uh, 
I'm waiting on when those uh, two eight and four teams with each led by two of the hottest quarterback prospects to enter the draft. Those teams meet in a bowl game. There's nothing on the line, but the two quarterbacks are like, yeah, I'm going to sit out for the NFL because I want to train for the NFL. And then you have a bowl game there and the two starting quarterbacks, the big stars of that bowl game are out. You know, I, I don't know if you're going to see that. I don't know if you're going to see the quarterbacks or, you know, I mean, you might see it. Quarterbacks are such a leader of the team. I, I just don't know if you're going to see it. And let's not forget, you have players that are still signing up to play in an additional bowl. They're playing in the senior bowl. I mean, these are third, fourth round draft picks. Let's not pretend like you're going to see 20, 25 kids sit out of bowl games. It's going to be five, maybe 10 kids that decide to sit out of mediocre bowl games. Yeah, yeah, and, but, but but how long is it before one of these teams are in the playoffs and some prima donna sits here and goes, "Well, I don't want to get hurt, so I'm just going to sit out." Uh, if they I sit don't out think they're going to playoff. They'll they'll get they'll There's get. There's too much at stake because you've got yeah. you know games that matter, national championships on the line, whatever. I mean, so the, that's when you start watching, really. <laughs> so 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 a scenario I got for you guys, and this is a conversation. So. You're talking about what does this matter for the kids and, and does it affect their NFL stock? So if you're a general manager of a team and you have a kid who sat out a bowl game, sat out a couple games because he wanted to get paid, does that affect what you think of him? Is he going to do that for your team if he's up for a contract, possibly going for a big contract, decide to sit out you know, a game or two if you're out of the playoff race? I mean, do you, do you think it's going to hurt any of these kids? Yeah, it's, it, not it's, well, uh, yeah, that's a good point you make, I, though, because that down, enters the conversation. And then you I, have I, to I, tell the GM, I'm not going to do that with you. Well, then why did you do it with your college team then? I mean, that definitely enters the conversation. Better to avoid that altogether. I, I know Bruce Arians, the uh, head coach for the Arizona Cardinals, has come out and said he would not want to have a guy drafted that set out the bowl game. Really? Yeah. I can believe that. Okay. He's old school. Arians is an old school coach. I think most old school coaches probably think along those lines. I mean, Urban Meyer came out today and said that he would be utterly insulted or something along those lines and would never see one of his players doing that. I, I, I do think it's, there's going to be a very, like I said, very small amount of schools that are going to have players that do this. I... I really don't. I think it's going to be the trend. Right now, there's three people doing it. Next year, you'll see five. The following Justin, year, you're the only person it. that knows that the Baylor backs out. Like, no one else cares about the Baylor back. <laughs> well, I, I live in Waco. <laughs> wow. I, 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 I knew about it. The truth well. is outed. Um, okay. ESPN alerted so me on scenario? it. I knew about it. What about the old scenario where you have, like, the San Diego State guy who breaks an NCAA record and he breaks it in a bowl game? That surely is going to help his NFL stock. So are well, we sure? Gonna, yeah. Will we, will we keep seeing scenarios like that? I mean, you know, the way bowl games were intended, where you got to show off your talent and show the NFL scouts what you could do. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, I, I don't know, but yeah, just, I, just a little, just a little side note here. Did anybody else see uh, what Ron Dane tweeted that player? I didn't. No. <laughs> he basically he congratulated. Him. He was he was, a, he was a big about it, but he also mentioned the fact that uh, 
because the bowl games count now, where when he was playing, bowl games didn't count for stats. That he would have still he he would still be the leader if his. Uh, wow, that does not surprise me at all. Jays would run. Dane played. They only probably only had eleven. No, they put. Did they have twelve game regular seasons, or was it just eleven back when he played? I thought it was eleven, if I remember right. But man, he was a great back. I loved I loved watching him. He was just incredible. I That's hated what him. Nebraska needs. That's what Nebraska needs is a back like Ron Dane. None of this, like, as much as I love those scat backs, we need to get back to old school, you know, ground and poundage, in my opinion. I hated that, him because he represented the Big Ten, and I hated the Big Ten back in those days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm starting to really hate the Big Ten now. <laughs> All right. Such hatred. Uh, I think that's going to have to do it for this uh, edition of the uh, Husker Cuzcast. You can interact with us on Facebook and Twitter. And again, don't forget to follow us on Podbean. And again, good little boys and girls, we got it on iTunes. So you can check us out there. And uh, that's going to be it. Uh, Thank you for listening. Have yourself a very happy and safe Husker holiday season. We'll see you in 2017. And uh, jingle balls, beat the balls, and go big <laughs> red. How long did it take you to write that one? 